Hey there, if you're listening to us via iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or even if you're in the vents of the Fox Sports headquarters in <laughs> Artarman, welcome to The League Life with Brooksy and Shanaz. My name is Shanaz. I'm here with Brooksy. He's about to travel the world and watch basketball for a living. Brooksy, how you doing, my friend? Good day, Shanaz. Very well. Great intro. Good start. We're on social media, obviously. We're on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Twitter and Instagram. Our handle is at League Life NRL. And on Facebook, we are The League Life with Brooksy and Shanaz. Shanaz, how's your week been? It's been pretty good, buddy. Pretty good. The highlight of my week was on Friday night, I hung out at the Petersham Bowling Club, a quaint little bowling club, as that might suggest in the title. Were you sending some down? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Barefooted? In a lot, in a lot of ways. Yeah. <laughs> my, one of my best friends, Bruno, and his lovely wife, Ellie, they got married in New York. Oh, nice. And surprised everyone, then came home, and yeah. they've had a party there. I uh, got to take the little boy Chester along. When I say little boy, he's like eight months old. Uh, he got to meet a lot of my really good friends who haven't met him so far. And uh, he lasted until about 8.30, which is a really good effort. That's usually longer than you, Shnaz. That's a good push, good start. It is. And uh, so he and the lady went home, and I sunk a few beers and some balls as well afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> Actually ended up at the Oxford Tavern. Have you been there? I think I have once. Yeah, it sounds familiar. Now, were you there before the refurbishment or after? Oh, I don't know. Careful how you answer. I reckon I'd sunk a few balls before then too. It used to be a really, really dodgy, sleazy kind of strip club. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, they've changed it now. It's kind of a hipster kind of, you know, American food. Oh, nice. Completely like redone. Ended up there. Um, with some really good friends. And uh, I'll tell you this, Brooksy, when you do have a child, because I know you will one day in your life, you're going to have to cut out the drinking a bit. Yeah. I went home. I was pretty sloshed. And I still had fatherly duties to do. You know, the baby wakes up. You've got to get up and look after the baby. And you can't do it when you're hammered. Were you, like, bumping into things as you got into the place? Like, you knocked your... Borderline. I was borderline. The stand that holds your keys and then... I was borderline. The I'm glad I didn't oh. have anything, anything else. But we're not here to talk about my alcoholic ways. We're here to talk about rugby league. But before we do that, what have you been up to, buddy? Well, I was in Melbourne on the weekend, Shanaz. I went down uh, You're to watch around. the Richmond... You're always getting around. You're getting around somewhere. Mate. What a life you live. I've got to do it. We've got to do it. It's not a no criticism. No one else is going to do it for us. It's not a criticism. Ex- well, well... Let me take this yeah. back. Wow, you get around to so many places. <laughs> good weekend, good jaunt. Went down, watched the Richmond Hawthorne game on Friday night, which is good. My girlfriend goes for Hawthorne and her sister goes for Richmond. So I thought I'd attend as a... I, I was still a bit undecided who to go for on game day, Shnaz, but I decided to do the right thing and wear the Hawthorne scarf and go there as a Hawthorne fan. But un- unannounced to her, I had a Richmond jersey on under my jumper. <laughs> so what at game time you took it off yeah one of, well, one of the guys at work knew I was going down there Brent Frankish is one of our listeners Great man. Uh, he uh, he was like oh, I've got a Richmond jersey do you want it and I was like oh that'd be that'd be a terrible move as a boyfriend to wear the opponent's jersey so I decided to conceal it under my jumper whilst wearing a Hawthorne scarf we were on the train heading out and I couldn't I was going to do the unveil at the first bounce at the start of the game. I was going to take off a jumper and start singing Tigerland. <laughs> and, and I couldn't do it. So I just like lifted up my jumper on the train 
Mel's face was just like, what are you doing? And Mel's sister, Nicole, was like, oh, that's awesome. The rest of the train were like, look at that freak. He's going for both teams tonight. Yeah, he's one of those ones. But uh, yeah, I took the jumper off, went for Richmond. Bad choice in the end. It was a good game up until the fourth quarter. But Brooksy, you don't really know this about me, but if you do, you've forgotten. I'm a closet Richmond yeah, fan. Yeah, no, I remember. Closet this year because yeah, they're yeah. not winning games. Yeah. Uh, I'm not a huge AFL guy, I've got to tell you, but... A lot of my good friends go for Richmond in Melbourne, and uh, I sympathise for your uh, girlfriend's sister. It's a hard year. Hard yeah, they've year. lost six straight now. You know, the Tigers up here lost five straight. How was the experience? It was good. Very good experience. Uh, nearly 50,000 there. For a team that's struggling, there was a lot of injuries. A couple of the Hawthorne um, stars were out, Mitchell and, and Luke Hodge. And yeah, it was a good game. Like everything's so seamless there. Like you can go and grab food and drinks so quickly. There's TV screens everywhere. There's stats on the big screen. It's such a good experience for people to go to the game. And that's what I think we lack in rugby league. There's a lot time. of that that's missing. The reasons why you go to an AFL game are endless. Like there's so much. And rugby league, yeah, it's a great great atmosphere when it's full. But it rarely is full. Yeah. You know, it's very echoey out at ANZ and Allianz in particular when you've got, you know, games out there. And, yeah, it was really good, you know. So I, I enjoyed it. And I, I suggest anyone that's down in Melbourne during the season get down to a game and and enjoy it for what it is. <laughs> you might get lost in the game. You might not know what's going on, but there's still an amazing atmosphere there, particularly at the MCG. Also attended a gig on Monday night down at uh, the Enmore Theatre around near your neck of the woods. Mm. And saw some hip-hop legends, uh, Talib Kweli and Common. Cool. It was such a good gig, Schnaz. It was yep. so good. They played for about two and a half hours. The only knock on it was it was a Monday night. Yeah. It was hard to hard to really get into it in terms of that, but I still enjoyed it. It was one of the best gigs I've been to in the last few years. Awesome. And they're still rocking it. Still rocking it in their early to mid-40s. Now, Brooksy, yeah. yesterday I happened to see a bit of your beloved NBA. Oh, how good was it, Schnaz? Two games, two overtime games. The second one was the Warriors-Blazers. I got to see this Steph Curry everyone's talking about. Wow. So he set a new record, Schnaz. Yeah, I know. I know. Most points in an overtime period. 17 in a five-minute period. I turned to our colleague, the Anthony Home Run Solano, and I said, why does Steph Curry look so happy in overtime? Because they're ahead by eight, I think, at one point. Mm. I said, the game's not over, right? And he goes, well, it's a good lead. And he was schooling me a bit in NBA, so to yeah. speak. But then, yeah, I started to realize what was going on with Curry. Yeah. And I'd obviously heard all about his stuff this year and watched a little bit of him. But, yeah, it was good to see that. Yeah, he's going to be named MVP today in the league, second straight year. And he missed his first nine shots of the game. Really? And ended up nailing 17 points in the last five minutes of the match. And he's a deserved MVP, unanimous MVP. And that, Schnauz, you probably got a glimpse of why I'm going over there. Like, it, it, this is a phenomenal season from... Not only the player, but the team. And it will go down in the history books if they win this NBA championship.
Brooksy, we just heard a bit of Leon Bridges, wonderful, mm. wonderful artist that you got me onto. I'd heard a lot about him in the last year. He's toured here. Yeah. He's coming back as yeah, well. Yeah, for Splendor and doing Splendor. some side shows. Uh, but he's wonderful, wonderful talent. Oh, I was listening to it on the weekend. It was on the uh, plane. His voice is so good. And I can't, I'm going to try and get to see him when he comes out. Uh, that track is so good. Goosebumps. I've got goosebumps talking about it, Shana. It's just the cold in the air. Oh, it is. <laughs> Someone's breathing in the vent listening to us. <laughs> that wouldn't surprise me here at Fox Sports. <laughs> I'm kidding, everyone. Everyone who's listening, I'm kidding. Now, Brooksy, as much as we want to talk about soul music and NBA, we're here to talk about rugby league. There's a lot going on. We're going to call this little section the attention grabbers, and you'll see why. Let's start with the Parramatta Eels and the latest on Nathan Peets, the poor bugger. We're brought to the attention that Nathan Peets is possibly one of the players that will be shopped by the Parramatta Eels to become compliant and start playing for points. Uh, it sounded like Nathan didn't know about this, and he found out through social media. This is a really bad byproduct of the situation, Shnaz. It's Now it's getting personal. Players are now forced to make decisions um, for the benefit of the club. What do you think about it? I'm, I'm a bit iffy about it, and I'll, I'll talk about it a bit more. His press conference was uh, really awkward. Yeah. The journos obviously wanted to know what was going on because it was building yesterday, as you said. And he pretty much just said, I'm here at Parramatta. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to play on Friday night. Now, thinking about it some more, you've basically, they've, they've made him the, the fall guy. They've made him the one that has to leave so they can be salary cap compliant and play for points on Friday night. If he doesn't go, if he refuses to go for whatever reason, which he has every right to refuse, the fans are going to probably turn on him a little bit. The club are going to probably look down him a little bit. I don't think his teammates would. Why would he go to the Gold Coast? He's settled in Parramatta. He's a Sydney boy. His family's here. Yeah. His team's pretty good. He said in the press conference that he went to Parramatta for the challenge from South to Parramatta, and he wants to stay there. He's been through injury there. He's come back. Yeah. He's a really good player. He's on the verge of playing rep footy. And we're not knocking the Titans. We, everyone knows here that we actually think they're a, a team on the rise. But as a player, they look at it differently to us fans. So. Yeah. I feel sorry for him at the moment. I think you'll see him come out and have a really big game on Friday night. Uh, he's yeah. a really good player. I don't like how it was rolling yesterday, Brooks. I don't like how the media... Well, I was just going to my phone. I tweeted at one of the journalists who tagged him in one of his speculative tweets. Shnaz, guess what? That tweet's been deleted. I can't, I can't find it. It says, tweet is now unavailable. Hang on a second. The tweet that was sent to you or the one you... The tweet that was sent out to everyone that follows... Got you. Okay, look, I don't want to single him out, but he was one person that did it of a few in the media that tagged Nathan Peets in that, oh, Nathan Peets is the guy that's going to take the fall. This isn't exactly what the tweet said, but Nathan Peets was the guy that's going to take the fall for Parramatta. He tagged he, at Peets05, was in the tweet. I tweeted back to him and said, does Nathan really need to be tagged in such a tweet? The gentleman's Jim Wilson from Channel 7. Let's, I'm just going to throw it out there. And I don't... Like, I actually respect him. I wasn't coming at him in a sense that... There's no drama, so you can say what you want. We're no, not. exactly. His tweet's now unavailable that he actually posted that I responded to. 
and he responded to me, did that for the thousands of people who follow the Eels star at Pete's 05, who's talking to the media at 2.30pm at 7 News Sydney. My argument here is if he wrote the name Nathan Peets instead of tagging him, his followers still, would have still got the same information. It's not that they wouldn't know. They don't get alerts saying that Nathan Peets has been tagged in this tweet. The only person getting that alert is Nathan Peets. Right. So we, tw- uh, we tweeted, we discussed it yesterday, and we tweeted from our account that journalists should be careful when they're talking about things that are speculative. Everyone was at lunchtime was talking about how Pete's is going to the Titans, how it looks like it's a done deal. He's tagged him. Pete's comes out at 2.30 in the press conference and he doesn't want to go anywhere. Yeah, because it's, like, it's not like the journalist is saying, happy birthday at Nathan Pete's. It's not like he's saying, exactly. what a great game at Nathan Pete's had. He's not talking about something that's actually happened. Yeah. And, and fair enough that journalists can talk about whatever they want, of course. Yeah. But to actually include him in the tweet... Yeah is getting really personal. I think Jim, great. He's a, he's a really good journalist. Don't get me wrong. Like, I, I don't mind following him. I like... He, he comes across on air very well. He's very well spoken. You should check out how to use social media more effectively. You're tagging people in so that they can they can see the tweet. And And to me, like, I think it was uncalled for. And I think not just him, but everyone else. There was other people out there tagging him in their opinions and stuff during the time. I have tweeted stuff about players in the past, whether it be positive or negative. But if it's positive, I generally tag him in there because they want positive, you know, they want to be backed up by their fans and, and, yep. and people in the league. But if you're going to go, like, tag him in, like, negative stuff or, like, controversial stuff, like, I don't think that's fair. They've got to, He's going through so much, not only just at a club level with his teammates, but at a personal level with his family. Let's leave them out of those tweets. Let's keep it positive and really, like, think about this situation. Something else in the media, Brooksy. We had Gordon Tallis. Our own Gordy Tallis. Fox well, he, Sports. <laughs> he works for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah I suppose so, yeah. Talking about Adam Blair and the Adam Blair incident from the test match. Yep. And basically calling him out and, and calling him the dirtiest player in the game. And and he also had a shot at Wayne Bennett. Yeah. Saying that mm-hmm. when Gordon played with Wayne Bennett, he wouldn't have tolerated that kind of thing. Yeah, he said, I don't know how Wayne Bennett keeps on letting it go. He used to he chastised all his players for doing it. I mean, Gordon and Wayne have got a lot of history, good and bad. Yeah. But again, I wonder if sometimes if you're in the media spotlight, yeah, you tend to use it. And I think that um, later on we're going to discuss something else in the media, which you you can refer back to this part. But just that influence you have in the media when you become that media personality. Yeah. What are your thoughts, Brooksy? Thinking about it, Schnaz, I was like, Wayne Bennett, England coach, and he's got two teammates, Adam Blair, New Zealand, and Sam Thiday, Australia. The Broncos are going a little too good, Schnaz. <laughs> Although they did lose to your boys a fortnight ago. In a close one. Not alone there, Brooksy. Maybe Wayne's doing some sort of uh, spice things up to make it, bring the competition back. Like Adam Blair's now suspended for the next game. Maybe he's just trying to rein him in, give him a bit of a challenge. And they didn't lose much by much to you guys. No. So who knows? But he, he's a crafty, crafty man, Wayne Bennett. And obviously he's got, he's thinking about England as well. Maybe he's trying to get something going between the Kiwis and the Kangaroos. I, I really respect him. I mean, I, I yeah. say that a lot, yeah. but 
at his age, and I'm not saying that when you're that age you can't do things. Obviously, you can. Clearly, you can. He's directing films. Starring in them sometimes, too. Yeah. What was that? Gran Torino was an amazing flick. Now, we also had Sam Perrett in the press yesterday. Yeah. More positive reasons. Yeah, yeah, definitely. He uh, was thinking about Will Hoppawati's situation, and we'll touch on that in the previews for the game. So, obviously, Will won't be playing this week due to the match being on a Sunday. And Sam Perrett, a man of faith as well, considered not playing on Sunday. Schnaz, this is an interesting path we're going to be heading down in the next couple of seasons. Yeah, again, if you didn't see his press coverage yesterday, look it up. Probably go to foxsports.com.au or, or one of the major sporting sites. And he's he's a really good talker, Sam yeah. Barrett. Yeah. And he was very honest and he said, um, you know, back when he was younger, he really didn't want to play on Sundays. And then eventually he became pre- professional and his dad said, no, no, you got to play on Sundays because yeah. you've got to have a career. That's when the work's on. Yeah. yeah. So Unfortunately, Tuesday night football hasn't taken off yet. Yeah. So... Very honest uh, interview with, with Parrot, And yeah, you're right. We're going down a path where, you know, I'm not going to single people out, but there are a lot of, as we saw on the weekend, um, Pacific Islander players coming through the ranks. Yeah. A large number of those young men are religious. So yeah. to what lengths they want to take that, obviously, is a very personal decision. It's, I think it's, it's going to be a tough situation for the NRL to deal with. Yeah, it looks like, I guess, in the next contracts that come up that players will probably look to get that added to their contract negotiations and and contract conditions. I guess this next article too talks about the need in which when we go to renegotiate the collective bargaining agreement, which expires at the end of the 2017 season, that there's a lot that the RLPA and the NRL need to discuss. And we touched on this last week with salary cap and what was happening at Parramatta. But Kate McClymont from the Herald did an article about Rugby League's dirty secret, Confessions of an NRL Bagman. So opening, an opening stanza, paragraph. They are known as money men and they are Rugby League's dirty secret. Every club has them, said one businessman, and he should know because over the years he has both collected the folding stuff and put in his own money to buy an advantage for his team. The moneymen are club diehards whose loyalty to their team is being exploited by club officials who are organising for cash payments to be made directly to players or their managers. So the middlemen, Schnaz. With all due respect to Kate, I think that a lot of us already know or have a feeling that this is happening. I, f- I feel like the story would have had a lot more of a earthquake-like effect if it happened pre the Parramatta scandal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, it is an interesting story. Yeah. Like, I, I, you know, you, I don't necessarily think about it to that degree. So she yeah. did paint a nice picture. It was interesting the bit about yeah. the coach arrives and the first thing he wants to know is who are the money men. He doesn't want to know about the playmakers or yeah. the training facilities. He wants yeah. to know the money man. <laughs> Sounds like an underbelly series could be happening here with uh, the salary cap scandal. Underbelly bagman. I can see Anthony Watman in the car park. Just to name someone off the top of my head. And he's, you know, nervously waiting in the car and some guy with a brown paper bag. Yeah, just sort of like, here you go, what more? <laughs> Anthony, lovely day for sitting in a car park. Take the bag, take the bag. There's a few quotes in there. It looks like a transcript she's had with someone that doesn't want to be named and it, it's been turned into a article, uh, which is which is good. Like, it's a good way to convey it. And a few the people that had an inkling that this has happened, can this this can 
clear up the situation. The big thing for me from it, Shnaz, and I just touched on it before we went into it, the world of the NRL in terms of the players and working conditions really needs some ratification. In the way it currently is, it's a mess. I've printed out a breakdown of the current collective bargaining agreement. And you're going to read it word for word. I'm going. I'm going to take it with me overseas. And I like. There's a few things that, as fans, we need to get need to have a good idea about. Look, I respect your passion for the game of rugby league. If you're taking the collective bargaining agreement overseas on your NBA trip, yeah, I'm going to give you an uppercut. There's a few flights involved. Maybe maybe I record it on the plane, Schnaz, and listen to it as like a audio book when I drive down from Austin to San Antonio. You're making me very jealous. Or should I just listen to the local radio? Leon Bridges types on the... I think that yeah. rather than no. Ian Schubert reading out the collective. <laughs> Did you see Ian Schubert in the article a few days ago um, walking into um, the NRL at Moore Park? Was he wearing sunglasses and shorts or something? I think he... Yeah, I don't quote me on this. I think he had his shoulder draped... Uh, his jacket draped over his shoulder... It took him like two minutes to walk into the building from the street. I'm like, how does this guy get around 16 clubs in a year? At least twice a year. Oh, I can think of a couple he's not seeing at the he's moment. He's sort of like three. He was just walking. He was just cruising. Like, I haven't seen him since my footy car days in 1990. Big forward, he, wasn't he? He's a big guy. But like, yeah, he had this suaveness to him. I'm like, this guy's not checking all the teams. Look at him move. He's sort of like just... John Wayne getting off the horse. I do love how we don't hear hear from him for like four years at a time, and then yeah. all of a sudden it's Ian Schubert. Yeah. Let me ask you this, Brooksy. Personal question: Are you traveling with Qantas? Who are you traveling with? I'm flying with Qantas over there. I haven't booked my internal flights yet, but going to give myself a bit of a shout out and a mate of mine. Self shout outs. Self shout out. Nice. The rugby league film, as they're calling it, broke. Oh yes. B r o k e. It is now available on Qantas flights. Well, I'll be watching it. Maybe we can talk about that in the next episode. Yeah. Now, just while we're on that, there are a number of screenings affiliated with rugby league teams happening in the next month, including My Beloved Sharks. Yeah. And if you just go to your favorite NRL team on their website, they'll have information about it. And you can watch this film. It's a great film. It does involve rugby league, a few other things. It's a It's a brooding sort of dark film. It's not really one for kids, but it's a really great film. Brooksy, I want you to watch it on Qantas, and you can hear your little mate, Shanaz, in the background singing a song. Oh, nice one. I'm feeling pretty good. Pretty, 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 pretty good. Now, Brooksy, on the weekend, we had a few games of rugby league. International round. International round. Get around it. What were your thoughts on... Let's start with the Gillaroos versus the Ferns, which a lot of people were talking up, and, and a lot of people were sort of declaring that would be the one game they watch. It was an exciting game, Schnaz. I, I obviously said I was in Melbourne, but when I got back, I got to watch the highlights online. Really good game. New Zealand won the match 26-16. to 16. They scored six tries, Schnaz. They'll be looking for a goal kicker. Mm, mm. They'll definitely be looking for a goal kicker. But yeah, they, they were quite dominant. They were very good in defense. The thing was with me, when I watched the game as well, I was like, yeah, they dominated those facets of the game. They were physical and they had a really good defensive game. But the playmaking from both sides was amazing. The 5'8s, the halves played really well. 
Georgia Hale from the Ferns. She set up two of the early tries. Should have seen this. Uh, did you watch the match by chance? No, I saw some highlights. Did you the first try for the winger to play out this cutout ball? Mm. I was like, how do we fit her in at the Dragons? Mm. Maggie Stun put Bremner in later on in the match, and I was like, okay, these are our new halves. Dragons, let's get on it. Dowsty, Mary, let's go. Well, they couldn't be on the coaching staff because they'd never played for the Dragons in the last 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> Zing. <laughs> yeah, but the game the game was really good, and I was at a pub down in Melbourne, and unfortunately, it wasn't on live. And I spoke to... Uh, I, I tweeted from our account, one of our Kiwi followers, and she said, that the game was on live in New Zealand. Cool. But something that I saw that one of our, or one of the podcast brethren, is it brethren? Why not? Podcast, NRL podcasters out there. Mary from At Ladies Who League had written an article for The Raw about the game. And the headline was, Channel 9, please broadcast the Jillaroos live. Such a great, rundown of the game shenanigans, both on and off the field. I'm just going to read a few things out because you saw the highlights, but this is this is a chronological breakdown. So instead of televising the Jillaroos match live from 5.30, Channel 9 decided to show it on delay. The match didn't even begin after the conclusion of the men's game. Fans had to wait 20 minutes for the post-match interviews and celebra- celebrations. The Jillaroos game did not begin until well after 10 p.m., and ended past midnight, meaning reduced exposure. This is what you're going to love, Shanaz. Mm-hmm. This was not the only error Channel 9 made on the night. Not only was the match shown on delay, but commentary of the men's game began with Ray Warren announcing what an exciting contest the women's game had been and revealed the result. Uh, see, you know what? This is a real bugbear of mine. I'm glad you brought it up. Despite many people avoiding social media to watch the match uh, later that evening. Rabs. <laughs> It's not even Rabs' fault, you know? It's not even his fault. It's it's sloppy, but... I get annoyed when on Fox Sports, who pay our bills for us to live and eat and and do everything we do with our lives, when they have, like, games from before. Like, what if you're watching a game out of order for whatever reason? Yeah. Like, like they don't think about that stuff. I know they've got a job to do and they're living in the now, but is it that necessary for you to talk about the game before? We can find out what the game before was when we want to, or we want to watch it. Sometimes I watch a game like a bit out of order. Like say the sh- I'm watching the Sharks game. I don't know the game from before. I've got to have the mute button ready for when they go and then the game before. Mute. Yeah. Back when I was a kid, Brooksy, which is back in the 40s, on the news they'd have, now if you don't want to know the score, look away now. Yeah. I remember the um, 12th man was like, oh, it was Ian Maurice. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, Ian what Maurice a drubbing. Was... <laughs> 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 well, that's, that's very true because he was the king of that section. So, Rabs. Channel 9, not happy. That's not good. But then this is the whole thing, Schnaz. And and you, I can go through this. It's a really well-written article. We might uh, retweet it. Yeah, we'll put up a link. After we post our podcast, and we'll probably just... I'll, I'll do it today as well, so people that are listening to this in the future can then look back. we got to go back. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's a really good article. And you know what? I did some research too. So I was... I always do research. I don't. I don't fact check ever. I, I came up with. I came up with this doozy. It was just convenient, right? So I'm down in Melbourne, and I know it's regional that Gem can show 
different things in Victoria than they do in Australia, in New South Wales. When I was down there, when the game was on in the second half, Jem was airing Friends. Shaz. And I went, I wonder how long ago Friends, the Friends finale, aired in America. It was 12 years to the day. May 6, 2004 was when the finale of Friends was aired. So well, they were showing something from exactly 12 years ago. But they were showing it for a reason. So you cannot have a shot at our Friends gem because they were they were savouring that anniversary of that day. Oh, yeah, because I always celebrate 12 years at everything. <laughs> Come on. Anyway, anyway, it would have been the 7th of May in Australia if they wanted to get, if they really uh, wanted to savour. So gem wasn't right. Gem was going off the calendar, not really that moment. You know what would be a gem is seeing Jennifer Aniston playing rugby league. Mm, you reckon? I could watch her do anything. Have you seen her Emirates ads? I'd love her to be, not Tina Turner as such, singing a song, but just promoting the game. Like, you know, that she comes yeah, to Australia. That's like awesome. We were talking about Brooke Shields promoting the Brooke <laughs> Shield, um, the knockout comp that's that we right. wanted. Yeah. But imagine Jennifer Aniston being the... I think the, I would take the, up rugby league and play at a professional level at my age with my injuries hmm. just so I could give her a kiss on the cheek when I win the premiership. You know what I love about Australia? Rugby league. And you see her going around to Brisbane and Melbourne and wherever Penrith's playing their home game that week and, and really enjoying the sights and sounds of rugby league. And then, and then Ross Geller comes in and goes, but we're on a break. <laughs> you, would co- you would cover that. 30 to 45-year-old women demographic that's missing from the game as well. The Your demographic yes. too, Schnaz. I don't want to like... The Aniston demographic. Early 30s uh, demographic. Uh, <laughs> mid, to, mid to late will do, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, I just love Jennifer Aniston, but we're not here to talk about friends. We're here to talk about rugby, the, rugby that's league. What, this is where Channel 9 are at. They're more wanting to promote yeah, a 12-year anniversary. Everyone, every I'll, second person in Australia's got the DVD set. They're not going to go, oh, I'm just going to settle down and watch Friends at 5.30. I'll tell you that my problem with it is. On a Friday afternoon. My problem, Brooksy, is that they're advertising the game. Yeah. They're trying to get in the good books of everyone by (laughs) going, we love women's rugby league. It's as important as everything else. Yeah. And then they... And Rab's fired off. Well, he fired off, but then they also showed it late and that kind of thing. So really... They're not giving it a good service that it deserves. You see the you see the AFL are bringing out a women's league very shortly. Schnaz, I'd be all for. See, they'll probably get league. Jennifer Aniston to do it because they're worlds ahead in our game. Yeah. they're worlds ahead than what our game is at as far as a lot of that stuff goes. Imagine your team struggling in the NRL. You don't have to imagine it. <laughs> Thanks, Schnaz. Zing. Yeah, but imagine that. Like, there's another reason why to turn up for a game. It's, yeah, no, it, it I just agree. Seemed, I, I, agree. I can't wait till that happens. But yes, Gillaroos unfortunately lost. Congratulations to the Ferns. It was it was the I feel I I did watch a bit of the Samoa Tonga game, but I think that was the pick of the round. What do you think of the Ki- Kiwis Kangaroos game? Sixteen nil. Can I Kangaroos? be honest? Yeah, yeah. Be honest. This I, is an honest. Podcast. I don't want to be called like un-Australian or un-rugby league. Oh mate, you can leave on the next plane, Schnaz, if you if you're gonna bag out the kangaroos. Uh, I thought it was pretty boring from what I saw and predictable. My boy Paul Gallon got man of the match and Yeah, because yeah, no really one well. else touched the ball for the forwards in Australia. The guy's a hog, Schnaz. Give someone else a run. Uh, it was awesome numbers. Twenty one runs, two hundred and thirty two meters. I like him a lot. It was a dull game. You know what? Let's just get into it, Brooksy. Aside from I'll say the 
uh, Fiji, PNG, and Samoa Tonga doubleheader. Yeah. The two other games at this point in time, especially in the calendar, mm. they're not necessary. We don't need the Kangaroos v the Kiwis right now. I, I, I just think it should be end oh, this of the year kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. 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 And City Country, we should just abolish completely. Really? Absolutely. I... Because you can talk about all oh, these players deserve to play rep footy and they're getting accolades away from their club. But A, how, does that, how long does that last? 24 hours at the most? 12 hours of accolades? Yeah. They're, play, they're risking severe injury, like, mm. let's be honest. Yeah. They're taking the game to the country, and, and it, was a, it was a whitewash. It wasn't a very competitive game. Yeah. It was touch football almost. Yeah, Aaron Gray got four tries. Yeah. Uh, and, and so that's good for Aaron Gray. Yeah. Like, and that oh, puts yeah. him yeah. up in the pedestal of rugby league. But really, is he going to be picked for origin? No, they're just going to pick a center and play him on the wing. How many tries do you reckon he would have needed to have scored to be in origin? Contention. Nine. Nine? If he scored you're nine, you're in. I reckon ten. You get to double They kept showing away. Laurie Daly, who we like. Laurie Daly was on the sideline. Yeah. He had to be there, obviously. And he was basically just laughing the whole time. And, and and look, I don't know what he was laughing about, but in my head he was thinking, oh, that guy's pretty good, but he's not playing Origin. Yeah, yeah good effort, but yeah. I've got my team. I just think it's a waste, Brooksy. I, 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 I don't want to be a downer. I think we should take games of the country. But not this one. Someone really enjoyed the game. Uh, commentating the game, Phil Gould. It was a great opportunity for him to big up all the Penrith players. Don't get me wrong, Schnaz. The Penrith players were fantastic. But didn't we know about it? Yes, yes. Every time a Panther got within like two metres of the ball, Gus was like, oh, he's, yeah. Started, yeah, I remember when he first came to the club and he didn't really look as good as he does now. And it's a funny thing, Brooksy, because oh. cause you and I... I'm going to speak for you now, and you can jump yeah, in here. Yeah. Deep down, yeah, we like Gussie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's the buddy Gary Utmost to the respect. West. Yes, exactly. Buddy Gary yeah. to the West, and we do like him, and he and he knows about the game, and yeah. and I actually, I guess I'm going to say I'm a fan, even though he can annoy me to tears, yep. and he does have a few agendas here and there. Yeah, I, I think deep down he's good for the game. Yeah, but you're right. Little moments like that, and it's just like Gussie, what are you doing? You, <laughs> you pretty much run this club. <laughs> Yeah. And now you're on national TV getting paid yeah. to talk about this club that you run. That's not how it goes. I like the week of cha- like how the ups and downs of Channel 9. Rabs reveals the score for the game they're showing later. They get Gus Gould to commentate a game where there's like at least, I think, seven Penrith players in the match. And then they're rewarded with a Logie for the footy show <laughs> later that night. Which is on a Wednesday and no one even knows it's on a Wednesday anymore. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. So it's it's been an up and down week. I think off the, on the field they dropped the ball, Channel Nine, over the weekend with some decision making. Yeah. But also congratulations to them for winning the Logie for the footy show. It's you know we've we grew up with it, Schnaz. Look, like, I, I think it's that it's gone into a different direction. We're lucky that we are so close with yeah. Fox Sports that we know the inside and outside of how it works, yeah. and we see all the good stuff. We see some of the bad stuff. With Channel Nine. We're like everyone else. We just sort of see the goofy stuff. We don't really give them much credit sometimes when sometimes they should should get it. And I think they're kind of they're Channel Nine. They're a network. They they do all sorts of reality TV and drama and yeah. comedy, whatever else. Yeah. And they have sport. And sports a big part of what they do. But rugby league, whether they want you to believe it or not, is not the be all end all of their network. They just yeah. pay a lot of money for it. Whereas mm. with our company, your company for the next few minutes, um, <laughs> it's. It's pretty much 
a massive part of what we do. Yeah. So I think they are getting it wrong a lot, and and it, that they do fall into that trap where it's just like, oh, another year, we'll yeah. do it as we've done it the year before, and oh, we'll get that guy's just retired. He's a mate of ours. He can come and yeah, commentate, yeah. and you know, that guy's from Queensland. He can commentate. Yeah. So they did muck up a lot in the weekend. The the Gillaroos thing is just inexcusable. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. We're a professional company here. Yeah. Stop. But yeah, Erin Mullen in a speech, she she did say some really good things as well about what they do yeah. um off the field. And you have to you have to applaud that. They have they have raised awareness in certain facets of the game off the field that not many other people have done. You talk about the footy show and I mean I don't watch it every week. If I'm home and it's on, I'll give it a go. And the times when it does affect me at all whether it's funny or not is the more serious stuff you know they had the story about Andrew Fetal last year mental illness yeah um they, they they cover aspects like that of the game really well so yeah. and they and they're and they have that capability to do that mm-hmm. so I guess we're looking for more of that sort of stuff from them and less spoilers about the game like wouldn't it be great like you have 60 minutes and you have Sunday night on channel 7 the real current affair shows wouldn't it be good to have something about rugby league, like Australia story, Australian story on yeah, for ABC? Sure. For sure. But have something particularly for the rugby league fans about the players and getting yeah. to know the players. Like we've talked about this w- with when the NRL channel comes here at Fox. Yeah. Like there's so much room to do stuff like that. To not only touch what's happening on the field, but off the field as well. Oh, 100%. I'd love that. But yeah, congratulations to them. We're not going to get into too much of it just because... You know, we only have so many hours in the day, you and I. Yeah. But we were both thoroughly impressed with the uh, Saturday night rep footy. Yeah. My man, New Brown, got man of the match in the Samoa Tonga game. Yeah. You can tell that for the four teams that played that night, it meant the world to them. Yeah. And I don't know what the difference is between that and Australia and New Zealand. And I'm sure, mm-hmm. you know, if Gal was here or, or Jesse Bromwich, they would like punch me in the face right now by saying that. Adam Blair, maybe. Or he just put a chicken wing on me. But you can see it, and you can see it from the fans. Yeah. The fans were unbelievable. Yeah. And that is what really stayed with me from watching what I saw of that night. I mean, the footy was pretty good, too. Yeah. And I think they should do more of that. They should promote the game more like that. And I think a lot more people will be interested in rep footy. I would like to see it all as one big event. Like you, you were talking about the that city country might not serve a purpose anymore. You know, we talked about Canada as well. Like there's nations there that are on the cusp of getting to that next tier. And if you're bringing those players in, you know, let's say you bring the um, Papua New Guinean players into the same area as the Australian players and the New Zealand players, some of which some of those players would idolise. It gives them a sense of professionalism and how to, you know, maybe get tips from players and 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 work with the community, get more of a image. Like mm. I just love to see this round be wrapped together, yeah. at taking it to a place or an area of Australia or New Zealand or the Pacific and promoting the game. If you look at if you look at football slash soccer, they do it so well. The international what is it? The international round? What do they call it? The just where everyone just stops and they play international yeah. games. Yeah. And the focus is on that. Yeah. And you're right. I think if you had all these nations playing and you made it one big event, yeah. you could probably do it two or three times a year. Yeah. It wouldn't have to be this one-off kind of thing. I yeah. think that's where also I get a bit uh, irritated by the game of rugby league and international football is that it's so rare. 
Mm. We're going to have one little pocket here where you guys can play for your country. Uh, does that really mean that much? Yeah. We won that game last year. You won a game. The other team didn't get the chance to sort of get some revenge like a month later or whatever. Or, yeah, or three months later. Yeah, like some, yeah, the Samoa Tonga game. And, and we are talking about... It's a year. We are talking about always the fact that there's too much rugby league on the for the players. So I'm, I know that's a bit of a argument that I'm bringing in here. Yeah. But, I, you know, again, city country for me personally, for example, it means so much less than a game like Samoa Tonga. So, Brooksy, one last thing that caught our slash your attention. Yeah. It was, it was huge news in the office when it was revealed, I think it was Monday. The database had to be changed. It did. Uh, due to a stadium name change. And you almost change. stood over me when I was razzing you. You were getting a little bit upset. Upset? You were like, you were like, oh, you've never won a comp. <laughs> I did not say that. You thought it. Oh, you paranoid Sharks fans. We're all not, we don't walk around thinking about how many hours and minutes and days and months and years. Cronulla. You do. Haven't won a premiership in. If I challenge you now to tell me how long it had been, I bet you'd be able to tell me in a minute. I would not know, seriously. What we're talking about, though, is... Yes, the Dragons have renamed Wind Jubilee Oval to the University of Wollongong Jubilee Oval. So let me just clarify. Doesn't that roll off the tongue nicely, Schnaz? Let me just clarify for all our listeners who are incredibly intelligent, we know. Yeah. Cogra Oval is now going to be known as the University of Wollongong Stadium. Yes. Okay. Well, University of Wollongong Jubilee. Kept the Jubilee Oval in there. It makes perfect sense. Yeah. It, it's an interesting move. I think um, that there is some ownership change on the cusp that involves win. As much as I joke about the situation, there is a serious underline, which you're going to highlight for us. Bruce Gordon that runs win will be looking to buy into a stake at the Dragons. So I'm suggesting that probably him sponsoring the Ovals is going to be something of the past uh, so they can generate more money. They discussed in the media release that there is a connection between the University of Wollongong and the Dragons in terms of educating the players yeah. uh, on courses. But Schnaz, it is a tongue twister. It doesn't roll off the tongue, and it is possibly one of the worst stadium names we've got. You say one of the worst, but I, yeah. I reckon you can come up with some more. Yeah, we, we we put a tweet out yesterday once the news was it was made public that it would be the University of Wollongong Jubilee Oval. And we put four of the stadiums which we thought... That's already rolling off, a, yeah. off to your tongue, I'm impressed. Yeah, I'm, I'm already, Sorry I'm already ready. I'm, I'm out there. I'm doing it. I'm going to be out there a few times. We put four of our top our worst names into the survey. We had Seabus Super Stadium at 5%. This is the worst stadium name in the NRL. Pepper Stadium came in third with 11%. The University of Wollongong Jubilee Oval came in at 33%, so one-third of the votes. But with 51% of the votes was our current champions, the North Queensland Cowboys, 1-300 Smile Stadium. Now, how many times did you vote, Brooksy? I didn't vote. You didn't vote at all? I didn't all. vote. I, I, I didn't touch it. I just wanted to... I, I think my issue, Brooksy, with the name... Yeah. ...is not the actual rolling of the tongue and the, the length of the title. It's the fact that the University of Wollongong is now affiliated with Cogra. Yeah. It's not that close. No. So, Schnaz, it's 65 kilometres away from uh, Jubilee Oval. 
Have you got 50, like a, a driving distance for me? Yeah, or? yeah, yeah. 65 kilometers. Or, or, what's that it's in gonna minutes? It's going to take 56 minutes to get there. Okay. So, so it's like Shark Park being called the University of Western Sydney Stadium. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. Beauty. It got me thinking. There's some terrible stadium names out there. Not only just here, but around the world. Mm. Schnaz, next year, Simmons Stadium in Geelong, where the Cats play. Right. One of Sally Fitzgibbon's teams. One of three. One of three. Will be changed to the GMHBA Stadium. GMHBH Stadium. I don't know if it's a company or if it's the top line of the eyesight test when you're going for your driver's license. Oh, G-M-H-B-A-A-S. Isn't that the stuff like the kids take at like music festivals now? It could be. Don't do that, everyone. Uh, yes, see, that's where they're going to be careful. What's that stand for? I don't know. You I don't know? I, I didn't bother looking that up. I'm just like, what the hell is that? All right, that's pretty good. So I did. I actually thought it was the eyesight test at the at the uh, RMS. Okay. The Sydney Kings used to play at the old entertainment centre, which was last known as the Qantas Credit Union Arena. I know it well. And they've now moved to the Kudos Bank Arena. Kudos. At, which is the old All Phones Arena. Oh. When, when will it stop? It will won't. you tell me? Well, it won't, because we're going to go to Europe. This one, Schnaz, Europe, it, it's okay. a double banger. So, in the Swiss Premier League, in the Super League, Swiss Super League in football, right? there's a soccer team, football team, called BSC Young Boys. Oh, Young Boys. Who play out of the studded Swiss Wankdorf <laughs> National Stadium. So, the team's called Young Boys, and the stadium's called... Wankdorf. Imagine if you're there's a Swiss Schnaz and a Swiss Eleanor and Swiss Schnaz, Swiss Schnaz <laughs> goes to his his partner Swiss Eleanor. Hey, Dar, what are you doing today? Oh, I'm just going to stay at home. No worries. I'm just going to go watch some young boys down at the Wankdorf this afternoon. Yeah, I don't think that would fly. <laughs> if you said that out loud, you could be thrown in jail. Or on your way to ask some. Interesting question. Be asked an interesting question. This is a G slash PG show, so let's move on, Brooksy. What else you got? Danish second division side. Okay, this is this stadium. Unfortunately, they can't help because it's the name team of the name of the team. Middle Fart FC play at Middle Fart Stadium. <laughs> There's so many na- you know, so many possibilities there. From the innocent stuff like when will they get their second wind? <laughs> yeah. To <laughs> Stop fart assing around and just play some football. Middle fart or uh, battling out a relegation. Brooksy, we're going down to the really the depths of like dodgy podcasts here. What else you got? And US, like US, there's definitely a few over there. They're, they've got sponsors everywhere. Dick Sporting Goods Park is the home field of the Colorado Rapids in the MLS. Yeah, catchy. And basketball, I didn't have to look too far. The Sacramento Kings just over the last few weeks, played their last season at Sleep Train Arena, the mattress and bed retailer of California. And <laughs> currently, the New Orleans Pelicans play out of the Smoothie King Center. <laughs> I was calling it the blender or the mixer during the season. But, like, these names... like Man, you I can't at, wait to go to Smoothie King and play the Pelicans. <laughs> like, you look back at the Dragons and the University of Wollongong Jubilee. Oval. Not so bad. It's not so bad. Not so bad. Yeah. Plays it quickly. It comes to Thurston. Now's the chance. Jonathan Thurston 
kicks the Cowboys into history. 21 years. Brooksy, that just about does us for the league life. It's been a pleasure as always to do this again with you. I'm looking forward to Skyping with you over the next few weeks. Yeah. We promise to uh, have the same quality that you used to, maybe a bit more. Wesley, if you're listening, thanks for the audio tip. <laughs> Last day at Fox Sports for Nathan Brooks tomorrow for the time being. It's going to be a, a sad one, mm. but uh, yeah, it, it's been good. Just just under six years, but uh, looking to move on to bigger and better things. Hopefully, it won't be too far away. Hopefully, it'll still be here in some sort of capacity in the future. But yeah, and, and heading up to Brisbane on the weekend uh, with some friends. So yeah, if anyone has some ideas in terms of how we spend the day before the double header, it would be really good. I I want to head to the Caxton at some stage after hearing all the stories from Origin. But yeah, it would be good to uh, get some. Get some options there from uh, our listeners that are up in Brizzy, Briz Vegas, in Brisneyland. So, yeah, looking forward to that. Schnaz, last one here at Fox. It's been an absolute pleasure doing this with you here. I'll obviously see you over the next few days, but can't wait to do some uh, ones over the Skype. Mm-hmm. I look forward to it too, buddy. Um, this is not the end, it's just the beginning. Yeah. So, I don't know why we're talking about endings anyway. So, yeah. we'll be back very shortly. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in as usual. Please share the pod around. We love that you love the pod. We love it too. Get on iTunes. Give us a review. I'm loving the reviews. Reviews are really nice, yeah. mostly. Yeah, so. Thank you very much, everyone, that's been writing reviews on iTunes. Keep in touch with us on social media. You'll be able to talk yeah. to Brooksy. He'll be in the land of crazy and getting crazy, I imagine. You can keep up with him on there as well. Every time I'm at a Starbucks, I'll be on... I'll be on the, the Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Well, until then, Brooksy, thank you for your time as usual. I will say, Marcus, bye just for now. Just for now. I don't look upon this like it's the end. I look upon it like it's moving on, you know. It's almost like my work here's done, you know. Uh, I can't imagine Jesus going, oh, I've told a few people here in Bethlehem I'm the son of God. Can I just stay here with mum and dad now? No. You've got to move on. You've got to spread the word. You know. You've got to go to Nazareth, please. And that's very much like me. My world does not end with these four walls. Slough's a big place. You know. And when I finish with Slough, there's Reading, Aldershot, Bracknell. You know, I've got a Didcot, Yately. You know, my Winnersh, Taplow. You know, because I am my own my own boss, I can Burfield. I can wake up one morning and go, oh, I don't feel like working today. Can I just stay in bed? Oh, I don't know. You better ask the boss. David, can I stay in bed all day? Mm, yes, you can, David. Yeah.